So the world is going through a transition from an industrial to a digital economy, and there's much public anxiety over whether the rise of artificial intelligence, robots, and automation will disrupt the future of work, as the process already seems to be underway. Will that be a utopia or a dystopia? We might also ask. Well, our guest now, Daryl West, argues in his book *The Future of Work: Robots, AI, and Automation* that our economic and political systems are at a crossroads, and if done right, it would be a utopia, a more open society. We'd have more leisure time, and that's all very positive. But there is a flip side,、uh, of course, if we go the other direction. Mr. West, also vice president of governance studies and director of the Center for Technology Innovation at the Brookings Institution, is now on the line. Good morning to you from Seoul. Thank you. It's nice to be with you. Well, thank you for taking the time. Automation sounds scary to people whose jobs could be taken over, but if handled in the right way, it would be wonderful, wouldn't it? Absolutely.、Uh, certainly, everybody appreciates the convenience that's offered by digital technology, and we are about to experience a major wave of new technologies、uh, entering our lives,、uh, from autonomous cars to、uh, robots that、uh, perform basic tasks、uh, to artificial intelligence、uh, applications that are coming online in healthcare, education, and in、uh, finance. But people are worried about what all that is going to mean for them. Are they going to lose their job, and how it's going to affect society in general? Can we just put a bit more of a face on automation? I, I talk about jobs that could be affected. Which areas are being most sorely impacted right now? I mean, we're already seeing a lot of automation in the finance area. In the United States, about half of all stock market trades are automated, and that number is expected to rise in the future.、Uh, we're seeing、uh, restaurants where, when you walk in, they hand you a tablet and you order from the tablet, as opposed to a waiter or a waitress.、Uh, Amazon is experimenting with stores without clerks.、Uh, basically, they can monitor the items you put in your shopping cart and charge you automatically without you ever dealing with a human being. So, those are、uh, some of the Areas where we expect、uh, technology innovation to really accelerate. During this process, though, we've seen a U.S. president take office who has been all about protecting ordinary people.、Uh, protectionism generally is a word that's been thrown around on the trade front, but this whole America First attitude goes beyond that, doesn't it? Into the idea of, I guess, looking after human beings even at the expense of innovation. Is that a fair comment? Uh, that is a fair uh, comment, uh, and certainly、uh, President Trump、uh, gained his office in large part by understanding and playing to the economic anxiety that is out there. But if anything, he may have actually underestimated、uh, the、uh, changes that are taking place because when he talked about、uh, the economic problems, he would blame it on lost manufacturing、uh, jobs and bad trade deals. But in my book,、uh, The Future of Work, I argue the economic transformation is much more fundamental than that. It's going to affect every sector. It's not just limited to、uh, manufacturing. And as technology accelerates over the next、uh, decade, there's likely to be even greater anxiety than what we saw during our last presidential campaign. In your book, though, you also argue that. Trumpism will outlast Trump himself. Some critics have said, "Well, at least this presidency can only last so long." But what did you mean by that? What I meant by that was、uh, during the campaign,、uh, Trump did a very good job. Of understanding the economic anxiety that ordinary Americans are experiencing,、uh, but that anxiety is not going to go away. 
like Trump may end up leaving office in the next uh, couple of years. But the economic anxiety that he identified in the uh, presidential campaign is likely to get uh, worse before it gets uh, better, because we're on the opening wave of many different types of technology innovations. We're going to see autonomous uh, cars uh, hit the road in the United States uh, next year. Uh, Robots are being deployed in uh, many uh, manufacturing uh, uh, facilities, and artificial intelligence is becoming much more uh, widespread. And there is the risk in each of those areas of Uh, job losses uh, based on those innovations. Would it be also fair to suggest that countries that have already got solid welfare systems are in a better position to cope with automation because they can shift more readily towards things like a universal basic income when robots are doing a lot more of the heavy lifting? Absolutely. I do believe that the countries that have a strong safety net are going to be in a better position to uh, help workers uh, during this transition just because they have policies that already are designed uh, to help people who are unemployed or underemployed. Uh, Oftentimes, uh, these kind of countries also are devoting a lot of effort to worker retraining, uh, and that's something that's likely to become even more important in the future. So if countries have developed the proper policies, they will help their workers uh, during this transition period and will end up in a much better uh, place than countries that do not have strong safety nets. Well, where does that leave the United States? Well, the problem in the United States is we have a political culture based on individualism, and that is not very well suited for the era that I believe we are about to enter, uh, where there are going to be people who lose jobs or there are going to be people who need to be retrained significantly uh, in order to qualify for some of the new jobs that are going to be uh, created. Uh, I think that countries that have a sense of solidarity where people help uh, one another and it's not every person for him or herself are likely to fare better than a country like the United States where individualism is the uh, dominant theme. For several supposedly powerful, developed, westernized countries, this is potentially going to be a a huge challenge for them then. Uh, Could we see a kind of shift of the world order under this movement? I think it will have uh, global ramifications. I mean, oftentimes when we think about economic problems, we worry that developing countries are going to experience more of the pain than the developed uh, countries. But in regard to technology innovation, uh, that whole Uh, calculation may end up uh, being switched because the countries that are most likely to uh, deploy advanced technologies are uh, the uh, developed uh, nations. Uh, They're the ones that have the robots. uh, They will have the uh, self-driving cars. They will have the AI uh, applications. Uh, So uh, countries that seemingly are doing well now uh, may actually encounter significant problems over the course of the next decade. And then you've got another powerhouse, like China, for example. It has the political means to uh, manoeuvre far more readily than, say, the United States, but also has human rights concerns on a different scale and is perhaps a perfect illustration of this crossroads of which direction it goes in. China it will be an interesting uh, case. I mean, they uh, that country is 
already investing, uh, by its own admission, $150 billion in artificial intelligence over uh, the next uh, decade or so. Uh, there already are factories uh, in China that are fully automated, uh, that basically are uh, run by uh, robots. So uh, China is a case where the technology innovation is advancing at a uh, pretty uh, rapid uh, pace, and it's a high priority for the country, and they're going to have to worry about how that affects uh, the Chinese workers and uh, what they're going to do if they end up uh, seeing significant uh, displacement of workers. I guess the, the, the factor with China is the more it uh, adopts technology, the more it potentially adopts censorship, privacy invasion, uh, and so on. Whereas with a country like the US, and coming back to that crossroads analogy, if, if we allow capitalism to decide, we might end up just with more automation and more people being left to their own devices. Which, which is the worst of the evils, do you think? That is certainly a, a risk for capitalist uh, countries that are uh, very uh, market-based, that there's a tendency to let the market uh, work these uh, things out. Uh, but there's the risk that the market is just simply going to adopt more and more technology because it's uh, cheaper and you can get economies of scale uh, out of that, and uh, businesses may not uh, end up needing as many uh, workers as they uh, need right now. And so those countries could end up experiencing uh, significant problems. Yeah, it really does sound like it. Um, do we have to accept a certain level of, not necessarily a nanny state, but a certain level of intervention from the government, more so than some developed countries' populations would be comfortable with right now? I think there certainly is going to be a major role for government during this uh, type of uh, transition, uh, because if you look at the uh, large uh, technology companies in the United States, uh, they simply don't need a large number of uh, workers. I mean, Facebook, uh, for example, has only about 25,000 employees. Uh, Google only has 80,000 em uh, employees. So, you know, these are very large companies and they're very profitable, but they don't need a lot of uh, workers uh, because their business is based on their uh, internet uh, platform. So uh, that's something that I think countries have to figure out uh, how to uh, navigate the, that particular issue. Do you think people would be comfortable, for example, signing a s sort of social contract? Most countries already have a social contract, but in my book, The Future of Work, I argue that we need to renegotiate it uh, because increasingly uh, there are jobs that are being created that are temporary in nature or short-term. Short uh, they don't always uh, provide health care benefits or retirement uh, benefits. I think as uh, digital technology accelerates, there's going to be significant disruption in terms of the workforce. There's likely to be more job churn, meaning people moving from job to job and company to company, and even a sector to sector. And in that situation, we're going to need a social contract that is more flexible, where the benefits are portable, and where people engage in lifetime learning, because people are going to have to regulate upgrade their job skills for new kinds of jobs that will be needed. Well, Daryl West, author of The Future of Work, Robots, AI and Automation, thank you for addressing this crossroads situation that we're in. It's great to have you on the line with us today. Thank you very much.